there's been a lot of smoke recently around Will Levis and the Indianapolis Colts. So is Levis the Colts quarterback one heading into the NFL draft? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my fellow writer and co-host here at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, two weeks from tonight, we will know who the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts is. 14 more days. We the light, we can see the light. The light at the end of the tunnel is there. We're almost to the finish line, brother. Man, it's you know this is the first time I've been this deep into uh, like like especially Colts quarter well, obviously Colts quarterbacks, but never I, I didn't realize how stressful it is. You know, <laughs> waiting for the next franchise quarterback, and I'm kind of starting to understand what a lot of those other AFC South teams have been trying to do for years, year after year. So yes, very ready for this whole thing to be over. Right. And and that's why, I mean, we've been talking about it for months. This is the most important off season uh, for the Colts in the last 25 years, because we're no, we're not at the top of the draft. We don't think we don't have an Andrew Luck there that we know the Colts uh, are going to take and, and just hit the ground running with. So it, it's been an interesting off season so far. Uh, two more weeks two more weeks and then we will finally have our answer i know everybody is excited for that we're going to kick off the show with a super chat from wyatt law thanks for letting me settle my bet this way enjoying the indie draft guide uh for those that don't know wyatt law him and i had a bet going uh, about the colts and and hendon hooker a couple months ago uh Colts possibly taking Hendon Hooker now while it is still possible and and while well, I promise if the Colts do take Hendon Hooker by the slim chance I will send you your money back and then some uh but but we we settled up on that on that bet today so if everyone if you haven't done so please go follow Wyatt Law great great guy loyal listener hell of a Colts fan we really do appreciate you Wyatt uh from all the way back from a Colts podcast days. We got Saul is in the building here. Uh, Stormy is here as well. Uh, great to see you again. DSG Goodbar, as always. Uh, Gary Stedham. We got Logan Schmidt. We got the whole crew besides stats, Matt, but I think he'll be on here okay. uh, in a bit. But but hey, as as uh, uh, Wyatt Law said, he's enjoying the Indie Draft Guide. So I think you guys all should should do so as well. The Indie Draft Guide is out. It is live. If you click the link in our description uh, below, you can go and order your copy of the Indie Draft Guide to get read up on all of these quarterbacks and, and over 225 different prospects ahead of the NFL Draft with their specific fits to the Indianapolis Colts. So go check it out. A lot of hard work done on that. Uh, and we're, we're pretty proud of it. So definitely go check that out. And of course, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and look at that ticker. Follow Horseshoe Huddle on Twitter at Colts on FN. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever we're going live like tonight to talk about Will Levis. Uh, so you know whenever Destin and Shot are going live with the Saddle Up podcast. Because, guys, the shows are just going to continue to get better from here. And a lot of it is because of you guys. Stats Matt joining us here saying Wyatt Law figured out how to do the super chat. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, so Drake, without further ado, 
as we have rich wheeler also in here it's hard you guys see this is what happens the chat is so good we have so many good supporters of this show it's hard to shout out everybody here uh but if you want if you want to ensure your shout out uh go ahead and do it Wyatt law did give us a super chat tonight we always do appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts but drake i've been talking enough let's dive in here will levis the quarterback out of kentucky probably the most polarizing quarterback prospect uh, that has the potential to come to the indianapolis colts at the top of the draft uh, a guy that that you either it seems like people either love him or you hate him there there really isn't no in between uh we're gonna try to to bring some sense into that and, and try to give a a a unbiased perspective of our opinion of will levis by the way here's some here's some facts about will levis big dude six foot three 232 pounds out of the university of kentucky uh he was a three-star prospect coming out of high school and actually began his career at penn state uh wasn't very used very often at penn state was more of a a wildcat quarterback uh but he transferred to kentucky before the 2021 season after graduating from penn state became a two-year starter for the kentucky wildcats uh and last year while it was it was kind of a down year for will Levis uh, playing through some injuries still had some decent stats 65% completion percentage 2,406 yards 19 touchdowns to go along with 10 interceptions he was voted a two-time team captain there at Kentucky and won the college sports communicators academic all-american team uh, for division one football so Will Levis smart kid tough kid uh, and a guy that that really over the last couple season has has come on and proven to be uh someone that that could be a top nfl talent yeah and a lot of people have said you know well he's a year you know he's kind of a year removed from the real the real prospecting that was done which is again why the colts did so much on richardson and not as much on levis is because they've already done a lot of research on will levis and they did in 21 when he was really tearing things apart there in kentucky and of course a rough last season but not really his fault. You know, there was a lot of changes happening in coaching. There was a lot of offensive line problems where people were running through like open floodgates and uh, just nailing the guy constantly. And he's still stuck in there and made a lot of great plays. And he's a big play waiting to happen type guy, physical, like you said, not easy to deter from taking shots. I mean, he is the true definition of a gunslinger. Yeah, I mean, that's the perfect word for Will Levis, an absolute gunslinger, uh, tough as nails. Uh, you, he, we, one of the pros we'll get into is his leadership, how hard he works. Uh, he does have some flaws, but every single one of these quarterbacks has some flaws. Oh. But, but Will Levis, he, I mean, he's it's hard to find anything wrong with will levis the person um he is just the, the ultimate competitor before we dive into the pros joe's got a question for you drake what beer are you drinking tonight man you know you normally don't drink beer so what's what's in that glass oh it's not beer it's actually a nice light moscow mule with a little bit of a uh, little mintiness going on Oh, we, we love that. We love Moscow mules around these parts. Absolutely. So, Drake, let's dive into the pros of Will Levis. I, I know I've been kicking these off the past couple of weeks. It's your turn to kick it off. What is your biggest pro of Will Levis? What do you think is his best trait? Oh, man. Uh, first off, there's many, many fantastic traits about the guy. A lot of pros, in my opinion, more than cons. And the biggest one for me is just his, is just the toughness and willingness to succeed. I mean, he had the willingness to have a 4.0 GPA. 
He had the willingness to take any shot that you can possibly imagine from literally every single team, every single game, the biggest of guys. He also has leadership ability to still lead his team to a winning record, still put up pretty decent numbers. And we cannot emphasize enough. This team was not equipped to have him. They really weren't like he just he was kind of on an island alone and had to play a lot of a lot of that thing we say called Superman ball, where a lot of times you're not going to win even in college. So. Uh, for me, number one is his absolute toughness, willingness to succeed, and every single coach has to at least be, you know, intrigued by by especially his progression after injury. Yeah, I mean, he, when when you're looking at, at Will Levis, I know a lot of people like to dwell strictly on on what he did in 2022, but those those injuries that he played through really really hurt his game. Uh, I mean, he had a shoulder injury. He was playing through uh, a lower body injury. I think it might have been a foot uh, injury as as Sarah Small comes in with another super chat. Sarah, we, we love you. Appreciate you. If you guys haven't done so already, Sarah's an absolute sweetheart. Go give her a follow on Twitter. Uh, she's pumped for the draft. We're all pumped for the draft as well, as, as that's all we've pretty much been talking about for the past month. Ever since Shane Steichen was hired, it's been straight on the quarterback talk and and that's and that's what we're talking about here uh so good to see you sarah thanks a lot as always for your support stats matt said the best trait is between toughness and his release and his arm but yeah i mean talking about the toughness uh i mean when you're playing through all that you're playing on a team at kentucky that, that wasn't honestly was not very good in in 2022 a lot of that was had to be put on the back of Will Levis for that offense to succeed. And not once did he complain. Uh, not once did he put his teammates down. It was all about what he could do to get better, what he could do to, to lift that team up. And, and you have to respect that. He came in. He did everything right. He worked his butt off every single day to try to get better and try to lift that team. And that means a lot. It means a lot to the people in the locker room. It means a lot to the coaches. And, and that's just going to, to help you at the next level. And then obviously uh, the other thing, the other huge thing that really sticks out about Will Levis is, is that rocket ship connected to his right shoulder. He's got an absolute howitzer uh, for an arm. I don't think it's at the level of Anthony Richardson, but it's right there. I think Anthony Richardson just edges him out in, in arm strength. Uh, but that's saying something because Anthony Richardson, when he comes into the league, is going to have one of the strongest arms in the NFL. And, and I fully expect Will Levis uh, to be up there in that regard as well. You know, another pro, and I love that I love that stats Matt brought this up because I noticed this at the combine, and this legitimately I told you I said this actually gets me kind of excited about Will Levis a little bit, is how quick that ball gets out of that pocket and how fast it is and how strong that release is. Now, could he run into maybe peppering his receivers a little too hard in the hands? Probably. In fact, it's almost guaranteed to happen at least a few times. But man, the guy has a very quick release and he's got it close to his chest. He's got it right here and it is and it's like a fireball. And so you, you won't have to worry about quick releases not happening. You won't have to worry about him getting that ball the hell out of the pocket when pressure is coming. You also won't have to worry about him, you know, not being willing to take contact because trust me, he will be 100 percent willing to take the contact. So I absolutely love that StatsMap brought that up because something that is, is not talked about enough outside of his deep ball is just how fast that release is and how strong it is, too. 
he does have a very quick release. Uh, and and I, I, I should have looked this up when I was writing my piece, kind of comparing Anthony Richardson and, and Will Levis earlier this week. Uh, I should have looked up how many passes that Will Levis has had batted down. Uh, because with that quick release, it's, it's really – I mean, it's hard for defensive linemen to get their arms up and their hands up there uh, to bat those passes down. Stats, Matt, if you want to look that up or anyone else uh, can get to pro football focus real quick to see how many passes uh, Will Levis had batted down last year. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. But but when you talk about that quick release, uh, it's very compact. Uh, there's no there's no wasted motion with it. That's always something that that as as coaches in the nfl are trying to do as as a jackal says two batted passes that's pretty incredible pretty incredible that that very only, good. Two, only two passes were batted down uh from will levis last year so yeah i mean you you want that quick release you want to be able to get the ball out to those receivers and and let them go to work uh so that's that's definitely a plus and and then i think i think another thing that stood out is is he's not a statue in the pocket either uh very very mobile quarterback uh especially when he's healthy I mean, you didn't really see it too much last year because he was battling that turf toe uh, but a fully healthy will levis has a very punishing running style not afraid to take on a a defender one-on-one of course when you're when you're in the uh the nfl you you might not necessarily want to do that you want to try to protect yourself we all know how uh how that can go uh mr mr andrew luck but he still he's a very like i said tough guy powerful running style and and someone that can get you plenty of yards on the ground uh whether on a design quarterback run or or if the play breaks down try to get try to get going that way as as we've got another super chat here from nathan uh, Nathan, thank you so hey. much for the super chat, man. Another loyal listener. Love the picture uh, too. Let's go. Uh, before we Drake, before we kind of keep talking about uh, Levis's running style, Nathan asks: Is it true Indy's ready to move up from four to two? Any truth in that? Uh, from from my standpoint, there is not any truth from four to two because the Houston Texans have that number two pick. The Colts aren't going to be trading with a division foe, and the Texans don't want to trade with a division foe to allow them to go up and get the quarterback of their choosing. Uh, if a trade ha- if a trade up for the Colts does happen, it would be from four to three with the Arizona Cardinals. Drake, what do you say? Absolutely. Uh, the Texans aren't going to be like, hey, you know what? You want to better your team, and we play you twice a year great go for it they're not going to do that and plus the Colts probably wouldn't be like they'd probably be like well we're not going to give you these players because you're the Texans it, it would be a stalemate they'd get nowhere so they're pretty much just like no we're not even going to dip, dip into those waters it is interesting though because I've been I've been thinking more and more about it that I you know they they might they might be trading up to number three but number two no nah, just because it's a divisional foe if it wasn't absolutely that would be in play I know the Colts and the Cardinals have discussed uh, trading up to the number three spot. The Colts have been interested that right now, obviously they haven't come to an agreement on compensation, uh, but the Colts have been in contact with the Arizona Cardinals about jumping up to number three. That, that is, that is a fact. So Nathan, once again, we really appreciate the super chat, man. Uh, yeah. 
you're awesome. We were, uh, you, you're in the show all the time. So once again, appreciate your support. We've got another one from Spooks Hill Joe. Appreciate the super <laughs> chat, man. Uh, you guys are just coming with all the Thank love, you, Joe. Right, Joe. Uh, Joe, hey, Joe, Joe, uh, maybe maybe Drake is gonna have to drink a beer for you, or, or next time uh, Drake will have to drink your your drink of choice. Yeah, you might have to throw a you might have to throw a beer down in the chat, and I might have to sport that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. Oh my goodness, you guys are just unbelievable. Logan <laughs> Schmidt, another super chat, nothing Thank to you. say, just hey guys, Logan Schmidt, uh, a guy that that we we absolutely love to interact with on Twitter, uh, hilarious dude, a lot of respect, uh, great for Logan. great great fan of the Colts Logan and Drake actually do a, a Twitter spaces uh, every Friday night so you guys should check that out as well great Colts content so Logan we appreciate you buddy uh, but Drake uh, getting back on track here Will Levis and and his running style uh, what do you what do you think about it and, and do you think it's something that he, he's going to be able to use as effectively at the NFL level well you know uh, r- real quick I want to I want to reference something that you said for for Andrew, Andrew said, you know, Mr. Andrew Luck, you know, it might not work in the NFL like it did in college, Mr. Andrew Luck. To anybody that's not, that doesn't know why he's saying that, I believe I understand what he's saying. He tried that against a smaller safety in Mr. Eric Berry from the Kansas City Chiefs, and he literally suplexed Andrew Luck. So these are not college players that he's trying I, I was, to run I was more saying just kind of protect yourself from injury oh. because we, we all know Andrew Luck had no regard for his body, put his body on the line, and and over time when you play that way in the NFL, your, your body's not going to be able to hold up to, to the constant hits uh, that old Mr. 12 took. Very true. I one of the things I was going to say though is I think that he might actually be quicker than we think. I think he may be getting underrated uh, for how mobile he can be. I also think that when you talk about Shane Steichen and he talks about vertical, oh gosh, we we already answered that one. Um, but Shane Steichen is talking about that vertical explosive passing game. Man, Will Levis is a perfect fit for that. And also I wrote a piece where I had each, each one of these four quarterbacks who would be the best fit for them. And like who would have the biggest, you know, year with each respective pick for me, it was Alec Pierce with Will Levis because there'd be no shortage of deep shots. There'd be no shortage Mm -hmm. of 50, 50 and high balls and red zone targets. I'm telling you, Shane Steichen could make it work likely with Will Levis, that vertical passing game he wants to implement. Happy birthday, Joe. Hey, if you're drinking beer, that's all that matters. Keystone Light will get the job <laughs> done. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on, on your birthday. And and Saul's got a question for you here, Drake. Uh, which quarterback do you like more, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis? I know the answer to this, but uh, go ahead and explain. Uh, very brief. I, I personally prefer Anthony Richardson, but I need to say why just by – talking about will levis he's not far off for me personally i love his athleticism i love his arm i love how quick he gets that ball out i love he was in a pro style offense maybe more than anything i also love his tenacity it's just those traits it's just that if if richardson's not in this draft there's no question that will levis is the most athletic quarterback prospect more likely so you're talking about a freak athlete who is the highest graded ever at the NFL combine. Okay. So the most athletic ever. So that's who Will Levis's competition is. I just personally prefer Richardson, but if he was to get picked first and Levis goes to the Colts, I really think that that still would be a pretty good fit. 
Right. Stats Matt says, I like Levis. Uh, he's a very physical runner, but he needs to back off just a tad. I think he's a, has a Josh Allen style runner, uh, but maybe even more physical. We say that Josh needs to chill. And, and that's true. That's something that, that Will Levis is going to have to re- really be careful of in, in the NFL. He's going to have to make sure he takes care of his body, doesn't take those unnecessary hits. And, and that's something that he's really going to have to learn. And, and I think he will over time. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be it's just it's gonna be huge uh to see what what situation Will Levis goes to in the NFL because all the physical traits are there for for Will Levis to to be uh, a, a very very high level franchise quarterback. It's just about putting those all together. And and that's kind of where uh where we get into some of the cons of a Will Levis. I think the con uh that I want to start out with the uh the most uh, and I think this is something that in order to be a successful quarterback, he's really going to need to develop. Uh, and, and it's not the accuracy. We'll, we'll kind of get to that, but I think it's a progression. So when I watch the film, Will Levis, I, he, he has been able to go through multiple progressions. But a lot of times you see Will Levis just lock on to that one guy and and throw the football, whether it's there or not, exactly, has that tunnel vision. That's something that he's going to need to be able to do, really work on processing, going, going from read to read, reading the entire field rather than just one side or going one read and then trying to take off and run. I think that's some, that's probably one of the biggest things Will Levis is going to need to work at to be really successful at the next level. Well, and that that kind of goes to the other point is sometimes he isn't shifting defenders with his eyes. A lot of times, I mean, there's a reason that you can't wear smoked visors as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Defense needs to be able to see your eyes to make it fair. So if a lot of times, if you're just watching one guy go down the field, that defense is going to understand that you're probably going to pepper that target right there on, you know, with a forced throw and they'll read your eyes and they'll pick off passes like that. So that is one thing also that's a concern for me. I, I do I do think that he could have this easily polished up with Shane Steichen, but his footwork, his footwork is a little bit out of control, mostly to the left side because he closes off that left part of his body. On the mm-hmm. right side, he's far more accurate than he is on the left side. A lot of those throws, some of those throws sail, and they're pretty open. I mean, we actually saw it at the Combine where, you know, the Underwear Olympics, open air, he he missed a throw or two that were simple out routes to the left because he locks that leg and doesn't open up his stance. So uh, I, I do think that those are things, though, again, that a, that a guru who's worked with multiple quarterbacks and a good staff could probably shore up. I was just going to bring that up. How when we were watching him there in person at, at at the NFL Combine, that's what I was watching. I was watching more of his footwork. Yes, I mean you you really don't want you really don't pay attention to how many passes they complete. You want to really look at the mechanics there, and and a, and a lot of a lot of his upper body is is very good mechanic wise i mean we talked about it that compact release oh, uh, yeah. keeping his shoulders level but a lot of it is just his footwork and and especially like you said throwing to the left side now watching the film at his pro day i liked how the footwork looked it, and and that's something that that i think is this is key about will levis i think he knows what his shortcomings are and he's working to improve that he's very very honest with himself about where he does need to improve. And and you saw more consistent footwork at his pro day. Now, when there's a live ball and and he's got 300-pound defensive linemen bursting off the line of scrimmage trying to rip him down, 
is it going to be able to is his mechanics going to be able to stay that's something we're we're not going to be able to see until live game action but it is encouraging to see will levis knows where his shortcomings are and he is actively working on it and we're already starting to see improvements in the in the minuscule the little bits and pieces that that were privy to see such as the nfl combine uh his pro day you're starting to see better sequencing and better footwork moving together with his upper body so that's that's it's encouraging we'll have to see if it does uh continue um stats matt says to me his biggest con is panicking and his progressions add in his tightnesses and his mechanics uh that doesn't seem natural and that's that's kind of the other thing that i was going to get to um is Will Levis, as far as him holding the ball too long or, or taking a lot of sacks, that, that is a problem. Uh, when you look at uh, Pro Football Focus, does a really good job and has really good metrics uh, on this. When you're looking at the pressure to sack percentage or pressure to sack rate, it, it calculates how many times does a when a quarterback is pressured, how many times does it end up in a sack. Last year, what, when he was injured, Last year, Will Levis basically was sacked a fourth of the time that he was pressured. It ended in a sack. In 2021, when he was healthy, it was a fifth of a time. So it was about 20% of the time that Will Levis was pressured, he was sacked. Now, comparing that to Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson was only sacked on 9% of the times that he was pressured. That's a huge, that might not seem like a huge discrepancy, only 10 to 15 16 percent in the nfl that is a huge discrepancy so when will levis is under pressure it doesn't seem like a lot of times he can get out of it a lot of times he more holds on to the ball and that's going to end up in sacks yeah and um real quick just to highlight that now at this this is also kind of kind of side kind of giving him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because of that that injury Okay, so here's his rushing statistics year by year. 2019 with Penn State, 213 rushing yards. 2020 as a sophomore at Penn State, 260 rushing yards. 2021 with Kentucky, 376 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. 2021, negative 107 rushing yards. Okay, dude took too many sacks. Dude took far too many sacks. Even with the most brutally terrible offensive line, you should not have negative rushing yards when you are that athletic. Right. And, and it, hurt, but got to let go and, of the ball. And in college, whenever you're sacked, it, it's different from the NFL. In the NFL, it doesn't count against your rushing total as a quarterback. In college, it does. Whenever you're sacked, it counts against your, your rushing yardage. Uh, and, and as it was already stated in the chat, uh, thanks to Stats Matt for answering DSG Goodbar's question. Will Levis is working with Jordan Palmer as his private quarterback coach. Jordan Palmer is one of the better private quarterback coaches in the entire country. Uh, works with many guys that are preparing for the draft and and many uh, other NFL quarterbacks in the offseason just working on their mechanics. So he's he's in a good spot. He's with a good coach, uh, someone that is going to drill him very hard and 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 really work on it with him. Um, and now we'll just have to see if he can kind of put it all together. Uh, and as CMDSR says, 35, now 44 uh, people watching us live here, it looks like, and only 12 likes. Hey, hit that like button, according to CMDSR. We'd really appreciate that. Um, but, but Drake, 
let's let's kind of answer the question here. We've been talking a lot about Will Levis. There's a lot of smoke. I know Matt Miller of ESPN reported from a source uh, that that the Colts have Will Levis ranked higher than Anthony Richardson on their draft board. Uh, and I'll kind of get into my opinion of that uh, here as we wrap this up. But Drake, I'm going to ask you: Will Will Levis be an Indianapolis Colt? I think there's an incredibly high chance. I, I really think that there is a – I think he is definitely de, – there's definitely a very good chance. And I also, as far as if he's available, would they take him? I personally think that they are a little bit higher on Anthony Richardson. That's not biased. That's just personal opinion. That's non-biased opinion. But I do think that if AR goes and they're sitting right there and Will Levis is available – Absolutely, they're going to take him. And I also think that Steichen could make him very successful if he can hit the ceiling that he's got because it's it's still very high. David, we appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. Uh, we we love that you're enjoying <laughs> us too. Um, yeah, yeah, Drake. Here here's the thing. Here's the thing. In my opinion, I I honestly think, like you said, I think with any of these top four quarterbacks, whether it's Young, Stroud, Richardson, or Levis. I think when when you pair him with a guy like Shane Steichen, who has had success with quarterbacks of all types, wherever he has been, I think he, they're gonna. I think Shane Steichen and this Colts offensive staff are gonna put that quarterback in a position to succeed. Now, not all the offenses are gonna look the same because Steichen has said multiple times uh, since he was hired as the head coach that the offense is going to fit the strengths of the quarterback. So depending on which quarterback the Colts choose, that's going to be, it's going to, the offense is going to be tailored heavily to what that quarterback does best. Now, I, I, I don't, again, I think it was DSG Goodbar. Yep. Right here. Uh, smoke screen season. Don't trust your lying eyes and ears. If you think that the Colts are leaking to anybody, what they are thinking at the quarterback position, the most important draft pick that they are making in years literally decades you're 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 kidding yourself the indianapolis colts under chris ballard have been incredibly tight-lipped so do you think that's all of a sudden going to change now that they're taking a quarterback the most important position in the entire nfl absolutely not if the colts wanted that to get out that's why it's getting out. It's either a smokescreen, number one, or it's Matt Miller or other sources making that up or getting it from secondhand sources that don't actually know what the Colts are going to do. Do the Colts like Will Levis? They, they I, I, I have it on good authority that, that, yes, they do like Will Levis, but that doesn't mean he's at the top of their board. Do I think Will Levis is at the top of their board? No. I think Anthony Richardson is ahead of Will Levis and who they would prefer. And I agree with you, Drake, though. It's it's not by a big margin. I think it's it's closer than what people think. Because oh, yeah. and obviously that you when you factor in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud into the mix, uh, things get the things get even more complicated there. But when you're talking about Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, both are physical specimens. Both have howitzers for arms both need some help with accuracy uh so there's a lot of there's a lot of the same things i'd say anthony richardson's a little bit better of an athlete uh will levis is is probably a little bit more accurate at this point than anthony richardson uh but but again 
when when you have guys that are that close, and, and I'm saying the the Colts probably have these guys very very close, like neck and neck. Uh, you always have to come back to what Ballard has said since 2017, and that's not going to change. Bet on high-end traits. We want to make sure we're betting on those high-end, high-end traits. And you can watch multiple episodes of With the Next Pick. That has been said by the man in charge himself. You combine that to the success that Shane Steichen has had with a quarterback that can really exploit running on the ground and the vertical passing game like he did last year with Jalen Hurts. Shane Steichen wants to bring an explosive vertical passing game back to Indianapolis. I think that's why I would lean that the Colts like Anthony Richardson probably a little bit more than they like Will Levis. It might even come down to in these in these meetings who has uh, that upset that better obsession with their craft, and I think they are absolutely right there, right there together. Especially when you hear, which I see Stats Matt's super chat uh, talking about the Anthony Richardson letter. We're going to talk about that here uh, next. It's I, I I I would still put it today. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say. Anthony Richardson is the next quarterback of the Colts. I'd probably go 25% Will Levis. And then I think that gets me to to 90%, 5% Stroud, 5% Young, if if by chance they they end up falling. But as of right now, I think that he has the second best odds to be the quarterback of the Colts. I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I don't think that he is above what the Colts would view Anthony Richardson and his potential. Yes. And I, you know, look, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because you have to be very careful where you absorb the the news from because it truly is smokescreen lying BS time. And it's only going to get more and the, the, that smoke is going to get thicker and thicker. So, um, no, the Colts did not tell Will Levis that they are going to draft him at four. OK, that, they, they didn't inform his teammates either. They didn't do any of that BS. So. You know, you got to be very careful what you what you absorb. But I do got to say, I think that he has I also think that he has very high traits. And again, we're talking about his competition is Anthony Richardson, the most athletic guy ever tested. So give Levis his credit. He's worked very hard. He's improved. He's battled through injury to get to this point. I think that he has potential and very high potential, especially with a guy like Shane Steichen to succeed. Let's get to some more super chats. We really appreciate you guys have been just dominating the super chats tonight. It really means a lot to us. Kyle Stewart, a loyal listener. We really do appreciate you, buddy. Pretty sure that that same source has Zach Hicks signing as the backup kicker. Hey, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Stewart is the comedian of the night. That that's, that's (laughs) awesome. That's awesome. And Hey, that, that source probably does have Zach Hicks signing as the backup kicker because, as we've said, the Colts keep things, their, their lips sealed with, with all of these matters. We really appreciate the support, Kyle. Uh, thank you so much for always tuning in. And we'll get our boy Stats Matt up here. Uh, so need your thoughts and reactions to the Anthony Richardson's letter. Drake, let's, let's talk about it before we move into the other Colts news. Um, I think we can put a bow on the Will Levis talk. We think he's a great quarterback. Uh, we think the oh, yeah. Colts probably like him a little bit more. 
are like like Anthony Richardson a little bit more than Will Levis, but we also think that the Colts can have success if they do end up taking Will Levis in the draft. So so let's let's talk about that the Anthony Richardson letter. If you guys don't know yet, I, I highly encourage you to go look this up on the Players Tribune. Uh, Anthony Richardson put out a letter uh, titled "Dear NFL GMs," uh, kind of basically just telling a story. And and I I loved this move because it, it, it's a behind the scenes look. It's basically a uh, from his heart telling how we grew up how he discovered the game of football, fell in love with the game of football, uh, his family life, uh, what all he went through in college, what he learned in college, and and what he wants to do and is is prepared to work for in the NFL. Drake, you actually wrote a piece on this that went live on HorseshoeHuddle.com this afternoon. I'm going to let you take the floor. What did you think of that letter? Well, you know, uh, everybody's talked about the athleticism and the physical stuff about Anthony Richardson, but uh, it gets kind of mowed over how hard he's worked Um, without, without giving too much away football, essentially in a nutshell, it was his savior. It was also his, his most loving family member, his uncle got him hooked on it. And then his uncle passed and he grew up, you know, very, you know, like in some unfortunate circumstances, but his biggest inspiration was his mom, worked hard for him and his brother and uh, without a dad still somehow managed to climb through very raw, did very well, did well enough at Florida to get a chance to play for an NFL team. So I'm telling you, if you haven't, if you haven't read it, the end paragraph will give you chills, whether you want the guy or not, you will, you will learn to respect him and how hard he's worked just like everybody else, uh, you know, to be at this point. So it's a good, it's good stuff. Right. And I, and I think it just, uh, for me, it, it basically just reinforces everything that I have heard privately and publicly about Anthony Richardson. Uh, he is a very hard worker. Uh, he is very determined to be the best that he can be. He is uh, a sponge. He is soaking up knowledge about football, whatever it, wherever he can find it, whether it was his uncle starting him out in, 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 pop warner football then going to his middle school his high school coaches he talked about the three different head coaches that he had at the university of florida he talked about learning from kyle trask who was a quarterback that was a couple years uh, above, uh, ahead of him at florida and then just putting that all together and the pure determination that he has dating back to what he said at the combine saying he wants to be the greatest he wants to be Patrick Mahomes. He wants to be Tom Brady. He wants to go out there, prove everybody wrong, and and make it so so he he leaves a mark on this game. And and when we talk about that obsession with your craft, that seen that Shane Steichen always mentions something that is so important to him. This screams that. Uh, I know some people it kind of rubbing the wrong way. Like why, why is he putting this out? Uh, is this just all a, a facade and, and just to make it look like uh, he's, he's showing off or, or trying to get the public on his side. I don't think that at all. I think this is a kid that, that is down to earth. Uh, I think it's a kid that, that wanted to really share his story in his own words. He didn't want the media that wasn't strictly talking to him to, to shape his story uh, without his input. And and this is why I love the Players' Tribune so much. And, and I think it's why when we had Isaiah McKenzie on, I thought it was such a great interview is because a lot of media members and a lot of media types try to control interviews with, with players and, and people that are in the game. 
in my opinion, that's not what makes a good interview. What makes a good interview is letting the player tell their story and explain their thoughts fully and 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 how and and clearly how they want to do it so when a player writes something in the player's tribune it's all their words all their thoughts getting out to everybody like when we talked to isaiah mckenzie we let him go on a 10 minute rant about the locker room because it was his thoughts we wanted to make sure he had his platform to speak clearly richardson did the same thing here with this with this player's tribune article again I encourage you all to go read it. It's an incredible piece. It will make you a fan of Anthony Richardson, regardless if he is chosen by the Colts or not. He's a really, really good kid, and I think this just reinforces that that I, there's a better chance of him hitting his ceiling in that potential than, than not. So I, I definitely would encourage you all to go give it uh, a quick read stats matt thanks for the super chat buddy uh we always appreciate you so let's let's move it along here to the latest colts news and rumors uh we'll, we'll talk about these real quick and then let you guys get on with your with your thursday evening uh, we're going to start start with with shane steichen's comments uh and i know logan schmidt this is going to hurt you buddy um uh they was asked kind of our our are they still considering Lamar, still looking into that? And Shane Steichen said, point blank, uh, right now we're focused on the draft and we're focused on the guys that are here. And I think pretty much closing the door on on anybody's last little hopes and dreams that the Colts could be going after Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and you know, the thing about Shane Steichen is you're not gonna you're not gonna leave leave the question at, you know thinking to yourself, what does he mean by that? He's just very, his, his words are very short, but they're very concrete in weight. So you can take them as you hear them. And so I think that he's ready to mold somebody. I think that he's actually, this is just an opinion, but I'm sure he's probably made it clear. Hey, I want say in picking the next quarterback for this team. And if I'm going to be the guy that's going to be heading, you know, a brand new offense and I want to be vertical, you know, I'm sure he wants to groom somebody from, you know, draft on from day one on rather than have to try to chip away at maybe some habits that you might have to break. Right, right. And it's 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 going to be interesting to see. But I, I think this definitely puts it into uh, into a box that, hey, it's time to focus on the draft, man. And and we, we need to focus on who we've got here, because like like we talked about, on Monday was the start of the Colts offseason program um, that they're ready to get the season started and they're ready to start fresh with that rookie quarterback. So, uh, and another guy that stepped up to the podium, DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner addressed the trade rumors. We talked about this when it happened. Uh, there were no talks of, of a trade from DeForest Buckner. Uh, Anywhere else he wants to be in Indy, he trusts Chris Ballard's vision. Um, he's very excited to see what Shane Steichen is going to do with this team. Um, and then what another thing that stood out to me is DeForest Buckner played all of last season with a torn UCL in, in his elbow, which basically is one of the, the main uh, uh, nerves, the main joints in the elbow. It's, it's what, what Brock Purdy of 49ers just had surgery on that's taking him months to recover. DeForest Buckner had a torn UCL all season, and he was arguably the best player on the entire Colts team last year. That just speaks to the amount of toughness and the amount of talent that that Defoe has. And when you have that guy, this is why Chris Bowler said if he could have 53 DeForest Buckners, uh, he wouldn't heartbeat. And, 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 I, and I agree with that. 
Well, and that's, that is exactly the kind of tenacity that that defense needs to have. Because, you know, after this roller coaster season that passed, arguably the worst in recent memory, the fact that he played so well uh, was one of the two guys that probably got recognized the least, but yet played at the highest level of the position. Him and Stewart were absolute terrors uh, to, to offensive lines. And it just makes you think, I wonder what, what could a fully healthy DeForest Buckner have done? You know, maybe double digit sacks, but definitely makes you excited to have him. Definitely makes you excited for him to recover. And it makes me even more excited for 23 to see how he's going to play then. Ligaments. Yeah, you get it. You get it. It was something in the elbow. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Listen, I, 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 I'm not a doctor. I went to school to start to be a doctor, but hey, now I'm talking to the Col- to you guys about the Colts uh, on, a, on a YouTube podcast. So I think I made the right choice personally. Uh, but but and then and then we heard from from Michael Pittman. I, I know, Drake, we didn't have this in our notes, but I did want to talk about it. A stats map brings it up. Uh, Pittman, Pittman isn't too concerned about a contract extension right now. Um, I do. I think one will get done. Yeah, I, I do. I really do think that the Colts, the, the Colts really appreciate Michael Pittman and what he brings to this team. I would love for him to get some quarterback continuity because he's been around a hundred catches and a thousand yards with everybody in the world and the janitor from Lucas Oil Stadium throwing him the football. Uh, I would like to see him get a, a good, consistent quarterback. And I think we're talking about Michael Pittman as a Pro Bowl wide receiver. And I'm talking 110 catches, 1,200 yards, eight to eight touchdowns, uh, eight to 10 touchdowns. I, I'm I'm just super high on Michael Pittman, his ability, what he brings to this team. Uh, and, and I know he gets a lot of heat for not being a, a quote-unquote wide receiver one. A lot of these wide receiver ones have really good quarterbacks throwing the ball. You get Michael Pittman a really good quarterback throwing him the ball, maybe a, it might take a couple years for this rookie to develop, but we're going to be talking about Michael Pittman as, as a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. He did – absolutely incredible with Carson Wentz as the quarterback. Okay. You get a guy who is accurate. You get a guy who gets that ball out quickly and you get a guy that can actually get the ball downfield, mix that with Steichen utilizing McKenzie Pierce Woods to draw attention away from Pittman. All those things combined, you've got a pro bowl season. You have a pro bowl receiver and yes, he is a number one receiver in the right circumstances, but a lot of a lot of guys, like you said, would not be number one receivers in the wrong circumstances like he was in. So mm-hmm. very fair to say that. Yep, exactly. Final thing we're going to talk about tonight, a Shaquille Leonard update. So we heard from both Shane Steichen and from uh, Zaire Franklin about Shaquille Leonard. Uh of course, they're not going to provide a timetable. You 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 don't really want to do that. There's no reason to provide a timetable when Shaquille Leonard will be back because it's only April. We we don't need to really be worrying about that until July and August. Uh, but but he's making good progress. Shaquille Leonard, hearing what he has said uh, in recent weeks, he's he's very upbeat. You can just see a tone, a difference in tone from, from last year to where he is right now. He said at the end of the year that he really thinks that that second surgery fixed the problem. He no longer has pain going down his legs. Things are firing how they used to be. So he's getting that, that feel in his nerves back. It's all about building up strength. And I, I think if, if the Colts were really concerned about Shaquille Leonard coming back, I think they would have made a run and would have made sure to keep Bobby Okereke in the fold. I think that's the biggest thing that, that people can take away from this. this the Colts let Bobby Okereke walk. 
if they weren't confident that Shaquille Leonard was going to come back and, and be the Shaquille Leonard that he, that he was Bobby O'Karake would still be a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And you know, you, as a, every Colts fan should be excited to hear that Shaquille Leonard is making a recovery because that man is a turnover waiting to happen every single play, whether it's a fumble, a pick, a deflected pass for a pick, the guy is an absolute machine. So he he can put out about the same output that two or three average linebackers can in one player. Now pair him with a drafted linebacker or potentially someone else like EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin. That's a pretty good linebacking core, if you ask me. Yep. Yep. I can't wait to see Shaq Leonard back on the field. He just, he, he transforms the defense. He's a turnover machine. The defense just plays differently when, when Shaquille Leonard is out there and it's very noticeable. So if the Colts defense can take another step under Gus Bradley's scheme, uh, you get a healthy Shaquille Leonard out there, a healthy DeForest Buckner, uh, another year of progression from Quiddy Pay, Dio Adangbo. There really is a lot to like on this Colts defense. They, they still have some questions at cornerback, which might be answered in the draft. We'll kind of talk about that uh, here within the next couple of weeks before we get to the draft. But there's a lot to like for this defense, and, I, and I'm excited for what it can do in the 2023 season. But hey, guys, that's our show for tonight. We appreciate you all so much. All the Super Chats, absolutely mind-blowing tonight it, it was absolutely incredible i'll shout you guys out one more time stats matt kyle stewart wyatt law uh logan schmidt uh spook hill joe happy birthday to you buddy uh nathan uh i'm gonna try to pronounce your last name uh comancy i hope i said that right if not i do apologize sarah uh you were one of the ones with the super chat as well you guys are absolutely awesome uh shout out to dsg Goodbar, um dabney uh let's talk about dave let's talk about cmdsr let's talk about saul all of you guys we really do appreciate it. It's hard really? to capture all of you guys, but every single one of you is what makes this show absolutely amazing. So if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and look at the ticker at the bottom as it scrolls by. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Go ahead and follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever we go live or our, our fellow colleagues at Horseshoe Huddle are going live on the site because we've got a lot more coming for you uh before the draft and then after the draft as well drake and i have been writing away on horseshoehuddle.com as well drake what are some stories that you got out right now on the site uh so the the last two that released were kind of like shane steichen's comments kind of on the quarterback situation and uh you know how it applies to the rumors of who are you going to draft and who are you, you know are you going to go for lamar so that piece and then the other one is uh anthony richardson's letter and kind of what that means for the indianapolis colts and the rest of uh, the rest of the league uh that he released that on his twitter feed Awesome. Great story, Drake. I've got a piece out comparing Anthony Richardson and Will Levis and who's the better fit for the Indianapolis Colts. Went deep on the analytics there, uh, diving into all various metrics, uh, really comparing how each one of them fits in the four things that Shane Steichen values most in a quarterback. And then I've got a piece that's detailing all of DeForest Buckner's comments from the trade talk to how he feels about Shane Steichen. All the details are in there. Tomorrow, I'll have a piece on Michael Pittman and the extension talks uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so make sure to go check all of those out on horseshoehuddle.com. 
Go follow Drake at DWalster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. Uh, we will be back Monday night to cap off our talk on the quarterback class with number five in the class, they, in our opinion, and maybe the biggest wild card. Tennessee's own Hendon Hooker. We're so we're going to dive into Hendon Hooker. Uh, make sure you tune in for that. And we've also got a very special announcement that we are going to be giving on Monday as well. Some uh, Something fun is happening for Drake and I next week. So you'll want to catch that. Uh, Hendon Hooker on Monday. Special announcement on Monday. We'll see you then. Have a good one.